0: We heard the Apostle Paul tell us this morning, You are loved by the Lord because God chose you from the beginning for salvation by the sanctifying work of the Spirit and faith in the truth. Amen. Philip ran through town looking for his friend. It was after work and he knew that his friend Nathaniel liked to sit under a fig tree after work to pray and meditate on the scriptures that he knew so well. Philip skidded to a stop when he finally found his friend. He had to stop and catch his breath. And then he blurted out, he's here. The Messiah is here. The one that Moses and the prophets were writing about. It's Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nathanael is excited and also skeptical. Like, Every Jewish person, he has been waiting expectantly for the long-promised Messiah to arrive. Nathaniel knows very well that the Old Testament scriptures do not mention Nazareth in connection to the Messiah. Nazareth is just a little town in the backwater area of Galilee. There's nothing special about Nazareth. The Messiah is supposed to be great and glorious. He is great David's greater son. All the nations are going to bow down before him. The Messiah is going to be born in Bethlehem, in David's hometown. He's then going to reign in Jerusalem on David's throne eternally. But there's nothing in Moses and the prophets about the Messiah coming from Nazareth. So Nathanael asks sarcastically and skeptically, can anything good come from Nazareth? And Philip doesn't coerce, he doesn't debate, he simply and wisely invites, come and see. So Nathanael goes with his friend to go and see this Jesus of Nazareth. And as the two of them are approaching, Jesus demonstrates his divinity by telling Nathanael what is located in his heart and also his previous location. Truly, here is an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Before Philip called you while you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Nathaniel's skepticism is gone. He believes that this Jesus of Nazareth is the Messiah. He declares, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Yes, Jesus performed a miracle, but he tells Nathaniel that he will see greater miracles than that. He declares, you believe because I told you I saw you under the fig tree. You'll see greater things than that. Then he added, amen, amen, I tell you. You will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. Jesus is retelling the account in the Old Testament where Jacob deceived his elderly blind father and then cheated his younger twin brother Esau out of his birthright, out of his blessing. Jacob then flees Esau's murderous threats with nothing more than that single blessing. After one night of travel, he is laying down for sleep in the wilderness. He has to be exhausted because he uses a rock for a pillow. And in his exhaustion and sleep, the Lord gives him a vision, a dream, where he sees a stairway to heaven. And angels are ascending and descending upon it. And Jesus is here claiming that he is that stairway to heaven. Nathanael had been skeptical. Jesus calls him out of that skepticism. He called him to faith in the Messiah who was standing right in front of him. And then he calls Nathanael to follow him. Well, fellow saints, we can also be skeptical about Jesus. Our Messiah calls us out of that skepticism to faith and following him. The young couple is worried about their sick child in children's hospital. The married couple is going to sleep again with their backs toward each other because they had another argument before going to bed. The teenage daughter is in her room, frustrated that her parents don't understand her. Her parents are sitting in the living room, frustrated that their daughter doesn't understand them. The father of four is concerned about the economy. The mother of one is scared that she won't be able to have any other children because all she's having now are miscarriages. The single lady feels nervous that she's not going to find the right man. The single man is worried about his addictions. The older couple is tired of taking care of their elderly and sick parents. And that elderly saint is just waiting to die. All these people are skeptical. By God's grace, he has called them to faith in Jesus as their Savior. But they still have doubts, worries, concerns, frustrations, and emotions that weigh heavily upon that faith. They're skeptical. They are skeptical of where Jesus is. Skeptical of what God will, when God will step into their lives. Skeptical of why God is letting all of this happen, skeptical of how any good can come of any of this. And perhaps you find yourself being skeptical along with them and along with Nathaniel sitting under that fig tree, that we are all skeptical together. Understand this. The devil is waging war on you. He wants you to give up. The world is persistent in tempting you. It wants you to give in. Your sinful nature is weak. It wants you to give out. Pray to the Lord that he sends someone like Philip into your life to say, The Messiah is here. Come and see him. And the Lord is here. He is gathered with us as we gather together in his house for worship. Pray for the Lord, the Holy Spirit, to whisper into your ears like he did with young Samuel. Waking you up from your spiritual slumber. Calling you by name. Inviting you to come to him. He has some important things to tell you in his word. Pray for Jesus to reveal himself to you in word and sacraments just the same way that he did in the flesh to Nathaniel and Philip. Throughout his ministry, Jesus did many things to overcome skepticism. He proved over and over again that he was that long promised Messiah. And we might think that Jesus has to prove himself over and over to us again and again by keeping us healthy, making our business successful, allowing for there to be peace in our homes. But those are the things we want. Those are our earthly desires. Jesus displays his divine glory not by providing physical blessings, but in providing us with spiritual blessings. Jesus proved that he was the Messiah by keeping all of those promises made to the patriarchs. He proved that he was the Messiah by fulfilling the sacrifices that were in the law of Moses. He proved that he was the Messiah by fulfilling the prophecies given through the prophets. Nathanael was impressed that Jesus could read into his heart and also tell him where he had previously been sitting. Jesus assured him that was great, but he would see greater things than that. And over the next three years, as Nathaniel was with the rest of the disciples following Jesus in his ministry, he definitely saw greater things than that. That he saw Jesus' feet, thousands, walk on water, calm the storm, Heal the sick, make the blind see the deaf hear the lame walk, the leprous purified the demon possessed dispossessed, and the dead now undead, but they saw even greater things than that, as Nathaniel and the rest of his disciples were gathered together for fear of the Jews in the upper room on Easter evening, they saw the crucified, but now Really alive, Lord, standing in front of them. And 40 days later, they saw that same Messiah, Jesus of Nazareth, standing on the mountain and then ascending to his throne in heaven. And with the eyes of faith, Jesus has allowed us to see these great things. And we're blessed to be able to see greater things, too. Uh, Jesus works through his humble means of grace of word and sacraments of the bible baptism and the lord's supper the holy spirit whispers into our ears to convict our stubborn minds of our sin and then comfort our guilty hearts with his forgiveness God the Father blesses the water poured over Brian and Jackie at the font today as they'll be baptized in our second service at the Caledonia campus as that water of baptism will mark them as God's redeemed children and wash away their sins. Jesus comes to us today and every holy day as we gather together. He comes to us in that bread and wine that carries with it the very body and blood of Christ so that we can taste his forgiveness and see that the Lord is good. The Lord of the church doesn't have to do this. But he does continue to bless us with things that we can see too. As we see what the Lord of the church is accomplishing in his corner of the kingdom that we call water of life. By his grace and to his glory this past year. We have seen eight youth confirmed. Eight adults confirmed two adults baptized, and nine children baptized. In addition to that, we've also had 15 teens and adults also join our congregation this past year. These are the kinds of numbers. This is the kind of growth that happens in new mission congregations. This is not the kind of growth that you see in older congregations of a congregation with a combined history of over 140 years. But maybe our newly merged congregation is more like a mission church. Lord willing, we'll see even greater things than that this next year. With each of these newly baptized and newly confirmed members, Jesus comes to them individually, just like he comes to you individually, calling you to faith, calling you to follow him, calling you out of your skepticism. He calls to the young parents with their sick child and to the older adults with their aging and sick parents, and he says to them, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. He calls to the married couple who continues to fight because each one of them are very proud individuals. And he says, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. He calls to the teenager and her parents, my plans are not your plans and my ways are not your ways. But I'll help you see each other's plans and help you understand each other's ways. He calls to the addicted soul, reminding him to say to the devil, get behind me, Satan. I am baptized into Christ. He calls to those who are concerned about finances or love life or miscarriages and says, I will never leave you, nor will I forsake you. He calls to those, he calls to that aged saint in hospice care and says, very soon, You will be with me in paradise. Because of the strength of the devil, because of the persistence of the temptations of the world, and because of our weak, sinful flesh, we are going to continually find ourselves sitting with other people and with Nathaniel under that fig tree in our skepticism. And then the Holy Spirit whispers in our ears, remind us who this Jesus is, that he is the stairway to heaven. He is the one who perfects our imperfect prayers before they reach the ear of our Father sitting on his throne. He is the one who purifies our tainted works so that they appear beautiful when our Father sees them, so that he hangs them on his heavenly refrigerator like they are works of art. And the Messiah comes down from heaven as he comes to us in those means of grace, of word and sacrament. It is through these means that the Holy Spirit first called you to faith. And it is through these means that Jesus now calls you to put that faith into practice by following him. By the greater things of his perfect life, his redemptive death, and his glorious resurrection, Jesus has opened heaven to us. And one day, we will walk up that stairway to heaven. Jesus finds us whenever we are sitting under that fig tree. He calls us out of our skepticism. He calls us to see greater things than we've already seen. Amen please rise. The Apostle Paul encourages us, mere Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father who loved us and in his grace gave us eternal encouragement and good hope. Encourage your hearts and establish you in every good work and word. Amen.